0: Blessed Assurance and welcome to Kingdom Christian Fellowship, KCF. We reveal the reality of the Kingdom of God and Christ Jesus in the lives of people all over the world. As you listen to this message, we pray that you are blessed and inspired to improve your relevance in the Kingdom of God.
1: Praise the Lord. But when I came here waiting for the person looking for me, I got a call from one of our speakers who is going to be here. And he told me that he had a revelation. He is not watching, but he told me that he saw that it rained on people. It was a lot of heavy rain on people here during the service. And the rain represented a lot of divine grace, revival, glory and everything. Before you say amen, wait, let me finish. Then he said he saw whilst the rain started uh, falling, people, you saw that people's uh, clothes were, had become drenched in the rain. Okay. Representing all the good things that we were praying about. Then he said he saw the spirit of Jezebel. Then he asked the Lord, Father, what is this? Then he said, The spirit of Jezebel is not necessarily a feminine spirit, it's a spirit that fight against revival and destinies. And he said, this spirit always shows up just after the people of God have experienced the grace of God to advance. So he said that he saw that when when that spirit, if you are male and the spirit enters you, you behave like a female. If you're a female and the spirit enters you, behave like a male. And he saw that. But for this particular thing, he saw that when people left, he said when people's dresses were drenched, they went away to their various homes and stuff. And then it's like, I tried to gather them back again. When they came back, their dresses were, their clothes was very dry, very dry, as if they have never experienced the rain before. And he said, the Lord says, this spirit fight against revival in the body of Christ. Fight against people's divine graces. And so God wants us to deal with that spirit. That after this particular fire camp, people will not experience what they experienced in previous fire camps. <laughs> the way you are saying amen, it seems as if you are aware of what has been happening to you after fire camp previous times you come here you live with so much grace and then two weeks ask your neighbor have you been experiencing the two weeks thing ask your neighbor to expre- explain the two weeks thing to you what does the two weeks stand for two weeks of what two oh tell me two weeks of what of what? Oh, say it, I can' hear. Give the microphone. What happens after two weeks? Eh? I can't hear you. Ashes of the altar. Ashes on the altar. Yes, what else? What happens to the prayer life and the revival? After two weeks, Netflix takes it away. And what else? You don't want to say boyfriend, girlfriend, smooching, foolish broken hearts, imaginary broken hearts. Who is him? What does that one mean? for the day your parents will catch you eh? your parents think you are studying some of you look like you look like some serious student and your parents think that Shall go and see my daughter she she she's moving through the night her she's cooking jollof for some foolish boy baby. why are you calling Ruel? Ruel i will be cooking your love for you. Yeah. Eh? <laughs> Where are you going? I hear Adam's name too. Yeah. You've been chopping breakfast in bed. You're own good. Your, your, your parents think that you are you are serious. Trying to make sure that you get some uh, summa, magna, or what, or some laudi. Meanwhile, you are getting lofi. And what? Say it. What? I was eighty-two. What have you been getting, <laughs> Leroy? What have you been getting? Your boys say uh, they enjoy for campus. Are you sure? Uh, see, she's saying, well, God, let no apostle come near me. Don't let apostle come near me. I pray to God that everything you are receiving here, God will maintain it according to psalm 16 verse 5 the lord is a portion of my inheritance he maintains my lot. i pray that god will maintain everything that he is giving to you that when you go home your families will be blessed because of you that your education your academic work will never be the same again your careers your businesses those of you who have graduated started work i pray that you will maintain what heaven has given to you by the right hand of god hallelujah all right so i want to do something it's what three o'clock so we have two hours how do you want us to do it I let the ministers turn their seats and face you so that you ask them questions by popular request they say take your seat and come in also for chris Oh, some of you can put yours on there so that they will see you more can we get microphones you've you've learned so much from monday right you've 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 learned so much from monday right you've had a lot of preachings we prayed a lot also is that not so now the questions does not necessarily have to bother on the preaching if you have the, any question concerning any message anything you can ask you can also ask personal questions maybe scenarios that is playing out in a family that you don't know how to solve it maybe uh, you are a young lady and paparoli is your pastor on campus and even though paparoli says he is worth much more than 10 boys to you and so you don't need relationship you need your academics and yet you still get you've gotten like let's say how many uh, applications for relationship have you received so far five. five you have five she she has five how do you know like she discusses with you eh? okay five and, and you don't you want to know among the yeah. five rela- yeah. five applications which of them is adam but the question is are you eve who told you, you are eve what's your name manda amanda Uh, amanda is different from eve now somebody asked me a question some years back somebody said and please i want to find out if this gentleman who is proposing to me is my adam and i asked her please are you called eve which one are you going to ask which question are you going to ask Uh, you are the one looking at me so i'm asking you you've not thought of it do you have questions or we should go into prayer and teachings you have questions because we 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 announced this so i'm expecting that you will you will um be ready with your questions so that we flow the microphones please Uh uh-huh (laughs) oh You can ask questions, about your spiritual life, relationship, um, your anger, betrayal, what? Give me areas, categories. Friendship, what kind of friendship? What, what categories? What? These are not minding you. Family, yes. Career okay ministry why don't you do ministry you want to ask a question and you ask a question don't worry you i'll give you the microphone right now we'll start right now then at that maybe the last 10 minutes we will pray and deal with that jezebel thing and then some of your questions if it requires prayer we'll give you prayer some of your questions when, when we see that it requires counseling we'll probably find a time to address you personally and give you counsel but it doesn't mean that shall have your question ask maybe in your question somebody will receive solution too okay so the floor is open Paparoli.
2: hallelujah apostle I want to say thank you for such a wonderful opportunity for ask for us to ask this powerful man and women of God <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> so don't worry you can you can you can you can ask anything you see they are better than ChatGPT gpt or bad they can produce they give you they give you they give you they give you you powerful answers okay and you see you know what i like about the answers it's not coming from any uh uh, um, uh, um, how do you call it large language module it's coming from the holy spirit so it is authentic, okay? So who would
1: like to start? Also, I just got an announcement that some people too want their question to be anonymous. No problem. So uh, a sheet of paper will be passed around so that you, you write the question. Okay. And and the I hear online people too have questions. So um, uh, Rachel, what should the online people do? The online people, should they send their question to you? Please, online. Uh, if you have rachel's uh, whatsapp number send it to her directly and then she will make it anonymous for you and then and
3: eh? also directly on zoom.
1: what uh, they say you can they can send a private message on zoom we are on zoom eh? yes. okay 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 so okay online people are here
0: please we are creating a form so you can we are creating a form so you can send your questions there
1: so online people, Zoom, they say they are creating a form. Uh-huh. Uh, technology people, no? I shall see for two, no? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, of course, I don't know. Yeah, 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 microphone. Hallelujah. OK, so please. Okay.
2: Hallelujah.
1: Please pay attention to somebody's question so that maybe.
2: Okay, so Emma, Emma, will do as the honors of starting Wow. wow.
4: Hi, everybody. So my question is about restoring relationships, as in friendships, right? So I'll give a scenario. There's a specific friend I have. So there's a friend I have in, oh, it's a girl. (laughs) Okay. so the flamble is I'm asking about offenses and restoring friendships. So there's a friend I have. We used to be very close, and then I don't know what happened. We just stopped being close. And then like we realized that it was because we weren't as close as we used to be before there were hitches in the friendship. And so we decided to talk things out. And so she came to me and said that she had realized that, you know, we're not like we used to be what's happening. I was like, Oh, nothing, but like life has just happened. Right. And then we, we tried to come back like as friends, but then as time went on or time has gone on, we've gone back to being separated again. And it's like, she's found her friends. I found my friends, but I don't know how to say Like there's a hitch, right? And there's no like specific problem. I don't know if you understand <laughs> There's no specific problem, but we're just not like we used to be. And because of that, <laughs> my question here is, my question is, so yesterday, from yesterday's session, we learned that we shouldn't talk to other people <laughs> about problems that we have with like, so where's the place of counsel? Like, where do I go to someone to say that, like, this is what's going on with me and this person. We've tried to deal with this on our own, but it's not working out. At what point does counsel come in? That's my question.
2: Don't say well, I really understood the question, because me, I'm struggling to understand.
5: Bishop, Bishop you understand?
6: Wow,
2: wow, wow, I really like to.
0: Question. I was telling Bishop that um, <laughs> I could just picture an example of what you were saying. Um, and I think the, the counsel I'll give to you is to constantly ask God to give you friends in general. Because there may be friends for life, there may be friends for seasons. It doesn't necessarily mean that the fact that you're not talking to somebody often means that you are not good friends anymore maybe there's a season and as long as you are praying that prayer that father you choose your my friends for me you'll have the right people that you need around you in terms of that particular friendship what i'll ask and need more clarification on is if you are not if you are not say checking on each other anymore you are not chatting anymore what else are you doing do you wish them happy birthday? Do you wish them Merry Christmas, Happy Easter? Like at least there's a cordial relationship. It's not that, um, oh, you've upset me and you've not asked for forgiveness of some sort. So I think that what are you doing on your part? Even if it's once in a while, because I, I, have, I think that there are, there are friendships that even if you've not spoken to the person in a long time, as long as there's that rapport and you keep praying this prayer I'm asking you to keep doing. Definitely, even if it's after two years you even meet the person or you chat with the person, there would still be a certain level of genuineness that each of you care for each other and really care about your well-being. So, I think I'll I'll leave it here for for the other ministers to add. Uh,
2: Guys, all, Gabi
7: wants to answer. Hello. Uh, first of all, my sister, I just want to know your question, right? I just want to know the kind of relationship that he has, she has with the guy. Whether. <laughs> it. hey, sorry. Your uh, your 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 friend is a lady. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, now it's, if she's a lady, now uh, I can say it's two things. Whether God doesn't want you to be or to continue the relationship, because where it's leading to, end of the day, maybe it will not help you. Two, the how you started and how things are going to A lot of people lack communication. The way you started with her and how things are going you are the one that you are not taking on her or he's the one who is not taking on you from the beginning maybe there is something that has gone wrong but you people have to ask and know what is going on or maybe it is not original intention of god concerning about that relationship that you have with her to continue to bring something end of the day that's why that's what i want to say am i okay or you want more clarification
2: one more clarification you are okay you are okay okay the, the next one please every
1: before the let me conclude on this okay proverbs 18 24 says that he who has a friend must show himself friendly um, to be able to you want closure you want to know what to do you are confused should i uh how do I draw this person close? Do you want this person to be as you used to be before? Or you want to let her be? Sometimes, like Reverend Anna said and Reverend Gabi said, maybe the person wants to move on. You found your friends. You can maintain the cordiality. Sometimes you don't need to seek closure. But sometimes, so if you think that this person was very important to me, I still need her. That's where you go to God. For everybody here, you've gone through that one way or the other, from primary school to different stages of your life, you get introduced to certain people. Some of them will be very, very important to you. One thing I have learned in my personal life, never be emotionally attached to any human being. You will have broken heart. When it is time for the person to leave, okay? When it is time for the person to leave, it doesn't have to be messy quietly and you meet in town you meet in church oh hi how are you that's all when you force it there will be wounds when you force it, there will be disaster and sometimes when you force what must leave at the season those people will become the kakape in your life Do you know what kakape is you don't know what kakape is what is kakape Have you seen those black and big, big that look for food in your kitchen? If they sting you, you know that God is love. Okay. So for everybody, that question, friendship, we are are not islands. We will all make friends one way or the other. But as Reverend Anna said, seasonal friendships might not be made lifelong friendship. The best way to do that is that even if it's a relationship, you and your boyfriend, you and your girlfriend, no matter the love, do not be emotionally attached to anybody because that person cannot satisfy your emotional needs. That is how come... Okay, it's okay. Otherwise, I'll go to relationship matter. It's okay. But do do you get me? Okay. You can have a last conversation if you want the closure. But from what you have discussed, let it be. And let things flow. Do you understand? You don't need to seek the presence of, otherwise, sometimes human beings are funny. When people see that you are the one that is, you look look like you need them, you are dependent on them, they will keep playing your emotions. Do you understand me? All right?
8: Okay. thank you so much, Apostle. Evan, please. Okay. um, hi, guys. So, yeah, my question is, I won't say it's controversial, but it's very nice because I believe it's a topic that is being addressed gradually in the body of Christ. So my question is, you see how everyone has a personal relationship with God, right? And there's a thin line between what God has told you and what God, and the whole idea of spiritual fatherhood. Like, for example, in this house, we have Apostle as our father, right? And by the Spirit of God, Apostle gives us counsel um, in what we are meant to do, and in what you are like supposed to do in life and everything. But how does one maneuver themselves through, um, not necessarily depending on what, like waiting. oh, Apostle is going to hear God for me, so I'm okay. And the place of hearing God for yourself and Basically, my question is, how do you manage this um, issue? Because it's it's actually um, a problem that I've faced before. Me, personally, I don't know about the others, but me, personally, I've faced it before, about the balance between the set man over your life and what he said concerning your life and probably what God is telling you in in that season of your life. Sometimes it may not match up and it may look as if you're not hearing God or... All those, so yeah, that's. I, I hope my question has been captured. So yeah, uh, yeah. it's a very, very, very valid, good question. Clap for
1: him.
2: But so, but when is that?
1: Oh, let the ministers talk, <laughs> don't come
9: to me directly. <laughs> Rabbi Andrew <Day> here. <laughs> um, go ahead, go ahead. Now, first of all. We need to know what God's desire is. Do you understand that? Now, when we read throughout the Old Testament, we realize that there was one desire that God had. And that desire was that He was craving to live in men to have a personal relationship. Now, He used several forms of medium, He used the law. Now, the law. Disappointed God greatly. Then he came to the ministry of the prophets. Okay. That also didn't work because the sin came on, kept on multiplying and multiplying. And towards the prophet, the end of every the, the end of the prophetic ministry of each prophet in the Old Testament, God began speaking concerning the New Testament. And in the speaking of the New Testament, the underlying factor of the New Testament was that he who was designed for um, a personal relationship with man. Do you understand that? Okay. Very good. Now, so, first of all, every the, the work of every man of God, the Bible says in um, Ephesians chapter 4, okay, that when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gift unto men, and then the Bible says that he gives some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and uh, pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. We all come into the the unity of the faith, unto the knowledge of the Son of God, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Now, when you when you check this in the in the English Bible, they have put. So, when he said, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. Now, in the Greek, there's nothing like that. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. Do you understand? But during the Dark Ages, um, because of something we call the Nicolaity, where the Roman Catholic Church wanted to establish a medium between Christ and his people. But that wasn't, when the New Testament started, it wasn't like that. When the new testament church started it wasn't like that okay read through the book of acts you realize that somebody like ananias we don't know his teacher they didn't give him any any title whether he was an apostle or prophet but when paul when paul was saved the bible said that jesus approached ananias and ananias was just a common brother there was no title to his name and he had to ordain paul into ministry do we see that okay But Ananias was just a common floor member. We see the same thing with Philip. We see the same thing with Stephen. We understand that, okay? Very good. So, in the dark ages, this thing began where they created a system where only the priests are the ones that can hear from God and then they interpret the word of God from everything. But in the times of the recovery, from Martin Luther till, you know, the Anabaptist, all those kind of people, God's desire was to restore that which he desired far long when he started speaking through the prophets. Do you understand that? Okay, very good. And one of the things that he told Jeremiah was that no man would teach any man to know me, for all men shall know me by themselves. So that is the underlying factor of the New Testament. The New Testament is that all men must know God for themselves. Now, what is the... the what is the function of the fivefold ministry. Now, the fivefold ministry are not supposed to stand between the, the believer and Christ as a mediator. The only thing they are supposed to do is to build up the believer to know Christ for himself. So he said that for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, is, in the Greek there is no comma. So for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, do we all come? onto the knowledge onto the onto the unity of the faith onto the knowledge of the son of god so there is a measure that every believer must have for themselves so every ministry that tries to interject this this ministry of the believer knowing god for himself now one of the things i can tell you in my life is that Apostle has never forced anything on anybody before never there was a time in my life I was making a very great mistake. And I went to Apostle. I, I, I came with a powerful lady. And I, and, and I mean, I was entering to a very key part of my life. Now, when I came with a woman, I, I wanted to... That was somewhere, I think it was 2018. I wanted to... I met the lady in some short time. I wanted to marry the lady short, short, short. Right. Fast. When I went to the office, I said, Apostle, Charlie, this delayed you. I want to marry here in November. Apostle just turned the laptop and said, okay, now let's choose the date. Let's do this. Let's do that. Wow. So what do you plan? What do you intend to do? Okay, we can start counseling fast, fast. He didn't say, you are wrong. My son, this thing, is not like that. Fast, here. Yeah. Don't do this. This is not the will of God. We don't, it, in the New Testament, we don't do this in the New Testament. We, 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 we need to afford the people of God, the chance to make mistakes, that they will learn to know God for themselves. So, in the process, he was just behind. He was, he was just, there. let me tell you something. No prophet, no apostle, no teacher. And any when we force the will of God on somebody, it is witchcraft in operation. There is control coming in. Anybody that forces, now, we balance things. There is things that Timothy won, uh, Paul 1 Timothy that we can insist the believers to do. And those are things that are revealed in the word of God. We can insist that if you are in a relationship where you are fornicating, and it is, we can tell you to break that relationship. Do you understand that? There are things that are against the will of God, which are biblically explained. But things that are concerning my personal life, no man can, can force you. Because I, last time I told you that if you are going to fornicate, as you are removing your, your, your boxer shorts, God knows that you are going to do something that is wrong. Did he send an angel of flames to come and say, hey, don't do this, don't do this. What you are about to do, God doesn't like it, but he never forced you. So, in the place where there is no, where there is every, every form of setting, where, there is, where the element of choice is taken out, witchcraft is an operation. If I don't even get the choice to make a mistake, witchcraft is an operation, I can't be forced to do the right thing because god doesn't do that they want
1: to hear the end of your
9: story (laughs) okay so the end of that i believe that apostle was praying for me so that's the one of the things that we can do we can go behind the scenes and intercede that whatever the believer is about to do so he was believing ah so there was one time i was just i just started feeling i was i I, I lost peace i just lost peace but when i look at the relationship to it was so good like the kind of things I was deriving from the relationship, my God. Like I, I got to the lady's apartment, okay? And the provision that was in the apartment, when I took it to my house, it fed my family for one month. And she was sewing kaftans for me. Wow. Like sewing, ka- sewing 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 kaftans. She came, she came for a family where, you know. They own hospitals in the US. So they were like, the target was 60 castans every month. Charlie, it wasn't it was enough. When I was stopping that relationship, my parents, my mother, my father, everybody came inside and said, Quer, you, you are going anywhere. You, you, are, you are not going anywhere. It was Apostle that had come in. My, no way. Because, Charlie, the benefit was so massive. But I just lost my peace. I lost my peace. The girl, Charlie, I said, I I, I told the girl, the girl was crying. No, she has never had a man like me. Oh, Where is Bernadette? Where
1: is Bernadette? Charlie,
9: the girl was crying and crying and crying. Then, I went to. So when I lost my peace, it was for a very long time. Because Charlie also, so I just went to Apostle, and I said, Apostle, Charlie, I've lost my peace. I, 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 I can't continue with, with the girl any longer. Then he started laughing. Then he started laughing. Then he laughed at me. He laughed at me. I say, said, my son, you were going into the wrong thing. You were, you were going to mess up with your desk. I said, Apostle, but you didn't tell me. You should have told me. He said that if I told you, you would have said no. In, in my heart, I had purpose that when I come and he tells me that it is no, I'll tell him that I'll, maybe I'll leave my ministry with the girl. <laughs> so he gave me the chance to see my own fault and to learn for my own self. So, no man, we are, the purpose of the New Testament said what? I will give you a new heart and a new spirit and I will put my spirit within you and I will cause you to walk in my status. I will cause you so when we, we look through the epistles, we look through the, 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 the New Testament, the Gospels and everything. Jesus himself, look, look at the way he behaved with the uh, disciples. Look at the way he treated Peter. He never forced anyone. He knew Judas was the one stealing the money. Who told that Jesus? The Bible said that what? Have I not chosen you and one of you is a devil? He knew it. He said, I have chosen you. He knew that, but he was working with them. He was working with them. So, I'm um, telling Listen to me carefully. I'm saying that the place of the New Testament is that we know Jesus and know Jesus for ourselves. And no man has the right to force anything on your neck that do this even if it is the will of God. Because in the the implementation of the word of God, we need faith. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if Reverend Barry tells me a prophetic word that is very authentic from God, if he tells me that god says i should start a business okay i need to go and wait wait and hear god for myself so that when that voice comes it will give me faith so that when i begin when i begin this this business and the trial of faith comes i know that i heard from god and not one man told me so you can say that this is a relationship god says that by force enter into this relationship now because you didn't hear god for yourself and you are just obeying man, when you get inside and problems start coming, you stay, you cry, somebody said that I should enter into a relationship with you. You never, you, you never had, it is the this is the New Testament that what, no man shall teach any man, no God for themselves for all shall know me. Amen. Reverend
1: Papa
10: Robbie. Hello. Okay, so I- I'll add only a few things to it. One of the reasons why most of us struggle with hearing God's voice is that when we go to God in prayer, we are not sincere. Our motives are wrong. We are not honest with ourselves while we are praying for that prayer. Another thing too is this. We don't really know the heart of our Father towards us. Have you realized that we never see God strike Jonah for Jonah telling God why he disagreed with God and was asking for clarity? We never, in fact, the book of Jonah ended with their conversation not, not finishing or concluding. Our motives are wrong when we go to ask God. And the third thing I say is this. We struggle to pick from God and we want someone else to say it because we don't want to accept responsibility or the burden of responsibility. And so when something goes wrong, you can quickly point fingers like Adam did in the garden. When God brought Eve, Eve, God never told Adam, this is your wife. He presented her because it was in the season of naming animals. And when God created Eve, God, God knew what Eve was, but He never mentioned it to Adam. But when He presented Eve, Adam said the exact same thing that God said when Adam was asleep when He was creating Eve. But when, when they fell, Adam pointed to God that the one you gave me. But when you read Genesis 2, God didn't give Eve to Adam. He brought Eve to Adam that as you are naming the creatures, I have brought this one too. What name will you give her? And Adam looked and said, this one, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh, you will not be called goat. You are, you are for me. <laughs> Do you get it? The moment, and let me say this, the moment someone gives you a word or confirms to you, the day you accept that prophetic word, the responsibility lies on you. You can't go and stand somewhere and say that, and eh, but." Uh, it didn't work but after all he was one that said it i want adam try to play the blame game it didn't work do you understand it many of us the reason why we we is because we don't accept responsibility we are not sincere we also don't know the heart of our father towards us and the last thing i'll say is this you don't want to grow you don't want to know the bible for yourself how many of us when you have a question the first thing you do is actually go to the holy spirit and do a research through scriptures to find the answers before you go and ask a man of God for confirmation or say, oh, this is what I learned, what do you think? Your first approach is that you just go to someone and ask a question and you leave it to them for them to come and give you the answer. When the scriptures actually also says that what? For you know all things. Do you get it? So, I mean, the fivefold ministry's job is to build you so that you become mature and are not children tossed to and fro by any wind of doctrine or the deceit or the slight of men. You get it? But God wants to talk to you personally. And then last thing I'll add to this, we are in a hurry to leave god's presence where you take an answer where you take a request you think it's automatic you pray no, you expect that instantaneously God. many of us let me i, I told someone something that let's say i'm praying to god to find out who my wife is and then god let's say says that reverend Barry is my wife as soon as god confirms I say thank you father you are leaving we don't wait for god to continue the sentence Even though she's your wife, wait. Start friendship. Enjoy friendship. You are not in the season of a relationship. You are in the season of you yourself understanding who I have made you to be in me, in Christ Jesus. But once you hear one answer, you run with the answer and you don't go back to God. And when you feel, you say God is to blame. So it all boils down back again to our sincere motive. You are not really sincere to God. You understand? And also the scriptures are there. God will not say anything contrary to the scriptures. Even the Holy Spirit Will not speak anything outside of what Christ, who is the Word, is speaking. You get it? So, yeah, that's what I'll say.
9: Amen. Uh,
2: guys, uh, it seems our men of God are fired up. Uh, <laughs> but you know what? Uh, I'll take two, only two responses from them. And please, guys, make it uh, uh, short. Don't talk too much. I know people want to preach, but please. <laughs> please. Also, yes, I knew it, but So, you, know, you see, the online. So, you know what? I'll take two life and one online, okay? There, so, you're okay, if, if taking two. Let me read one online. says so that, is it wrong to consider artificial insemination as a kingdom citizen?
1: Maybe you have not gotten there. You, Last night I said something, okay? I was 19 when I was getting uh, uh, counsel to pray into my marriage. And I thought my marriage is in the future. Most of you when you say future, you think 20, 10 years to come. Future is right now. Do you understand me? Some of you, you started relationship from secondary school. Your parent thinks you are virgin. So don't, and number two, we have a mixed um, crowd. Some, most of you here are students, but there are a lot of the adults watching. Alright? Now, this is a critical question. In the body of Christ, we pray for everybody. Last night when I said people should put their hands on their women and, and people were feeling shy. Wait till you get married and the doctor said there is everything right with you but you are still not conceiving. Then you start giving yourself pressure. So let's go to the question. Is it right? What is the question?
2: Is it, is it wrong to consider? It is not artificial.
1: wrong. It is not wrong to consider anything medical. Then don't use medical soap to bath. Do you understand me? But I will link this to Evan's question then I cut it short, okay? Life is spiritual. Know God for yourself. Everything is beneficial. Everything is uh, uh, permissible but not everything is beneficial. It may work for somebody. It may not work for you. It may be the will of God for somebody. It may not be the will of God for you. Go to God. Ask God. And like Reverend Robin said, be patient. To know the answer. What I will add uh, from God and what I will add to it for everybody is that don't let society, your friends, anybody give you pressure to give birth when you get married. If you are here and your siblings, elder siblings get married, stop visiting them to go and do sabe and report. Stop asking your friends, when will you get married? When will you give birth? It is not tomatoes on the, uh, on the market you go and buy. Do you understand me? The best thing you can do is to pray. I know people who were medically fit, both people, but they were not giving birth. Something happened, the div- there was divorce. The, the guy met a, a, another lady, got married. The same first time, but she's giving, he's giving birth. Do you understand me? This question is coming because of a lot of prophetic scaring. Oh, don't do it. If you pray, and let me come to everything. You may have a conviction for something. But you may be sincerely wrong. You may think you heard God's voice. Like his example, when he came to me, he was convinced and convicted and anybody who has followed me for these years you know that if you come to me and you say god said (laughs) there is no way i will argue with you i will help you through the counseling i will i don't like cake but i will eat cake in that wedding and i'll sit back and watch not hoping that it should collapse but hoping that God's mercies will speak. Do you understand me? Men of God, as they have rightly said, are there to guide you. Sometimes they will tell you what you don't like. Consider it prayerfully and go and find out from the mind of God. Father, this is what my father in the Lord is saying. This is what I, am, I have in my spirit. Like Reverend Robin said, are you sincere or you have just made up your mind and you want where to confirm what you have made up in your mind? That's where the problem comes there is nothing wrong in considering anything medical but be careful know from the mind of god father this step i am taking do i have your blessing do you approve of it you will know god will not keep you in the dark god bless you amen our
8: next one please hi um, please my question is based on something i read in the bible um So Jesus said, when an unclean spirit is cast out, it goes to the desert, and then it comes back to where the house is left, and sees that the place is clean, swept, and empty, and it goes to gather like seven spirits, more wicked than itself, to come into the house. So my question is that like, as we come to fire camp, and there's been a lot of like deliverance and things, how do you maintain the house to prevent that from happening? Um,
11: Before I answer his question, Concerning Evan's question, I want you to understand something that the fact that in the New Testament era you are supposed to know God for yourself doesn't mean you should disrespect authority. Are you here with me? You are not supposed to feel as if that the fact that you can approach God and God speaks to you doesn't mean that when you have an authority figure in your life means that you should disrespect or dishonor that authority figure. Let me give you an example. You were in school, right? And you have classmates. But there are classmates that are perfect. That they enjoy certain privileges that you are not enjoying. Do you understand? So the fact that we are all believers, that we can go to God and approach God, doesn't mean that when God gives you an authority figure, means that you should feel as if you hear god so i'm coming to him purposely for confirmation and most of the times so when we talk about confirmation they are coming for confirmation in a, in a in a in a place of pride i want to prove that okay apostle let me let me see if apostle is really correct yes there are people that come like that in their confirmation they are coming to seek okay let me see if okay me too uh, uh, i'm in the same level with No, you can never be in the same level, no matter your ability to hear God or to see. I hope you understand. So back to um, his question. When a demon is cast out, okay, there are two things that happen. When the demon leaves you, it goes around looking for a place to settle. And the Bible says that It goes and finds a dry place okay and because demons do not um, they they don't live alone they need a body so when they roam 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 and the place is dry they come back to you if you are not filled either by the word of god or by the spirit of god so there are people that have gone through deliverance, but have not been filled with the Spirit of God. And sometimes it happens, uh, the the problem is from the men of God, sometimes that when a demon is cast out, you are supposed to fill the vessel. But sometimes we end up, because of the mass crowd, so we end up forgetting. Secondly, you, the individual, constantly studying the Word, causes your vessel, you, the individual, to be filled. So when the demon goes around, roams, and comes back, you are already filled. So there's no place for the demon to dwell. I hope you understand. So these are the two things that I can say. From the man of God, after you have cast the Spirit out, we should also pray for the infilling of the Spirit in the vessel. And secondly, you, the individual, as you constantly study the word, as you constantly come to church and you hear the word, you are being filled with the Spirit of God. Amen. I think just to add to that also, um, if we leave this room, for example, and
9: we never come back for like a month, the whole place is going to be filled with debt, cockroaches, and what have you. So in a similar fashion, as we are going home, the focus is to fill yourself with more of God. So we've come to receive an impartation from God. The focus is not that, okay, I'm going home, what will happen? Trust and believe that you have received an infilling of God. And so you are going to build up upon it. But if you are just going to focus on, okay, if I go home, I'll lose my faith. And then Jezebel is going to come. <laughs> <laughs> then you realize that you lose out on the building up of it. So what we are doing is one bit of it. As you go home, you add on to it. So like Ephesians 5:18 says, says, be being filled. So it's a continuous thing. As you are going home, we are going to build up on it. You don't neglect the assembly of the brethren. You don't leave your place of studying of the word. All of these things add up to ensuring that your house is secure. Okay. Bishop,
12: Bishop please. I was just going to talk about the practicality of it. Fantastic. That's, um, great. That, I mean, when I gave my, when I had my first encounter with the Holy Spirit, I decided I was going to be spending more time with God. So what I did was that I started setting alarms for intimacy. So as you like may be 9 p.m. So I set my, my alarm, I set 9.50, 9.55, 9, 9, 9 p.m. In case I don't, make, I, I don't meet the time, like I, I'm deliberate about making time for intimacy with God. So for us who have come here, as you are going, ask the Holy Spirit for help to be able to find a time that will be feasible for us to make intimacy with God. So, for instance, some people going and praying around 9 o'clock is good. It, 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 can, it can be beneficial. For others, for others, if you are going to work, or, for instance, me waking up at 3 a.m. can also work. So, try them. Ask the Holy Spirit for help and then find which one works for you. But be intentional. The Bible said that you should train yourself to be godly. So, don't, we shouldn't say that, oh, I came here, so I have received baptism of the Holy Spirit. When I go home, I'll be fine. No, we must be intentional about making time and setting the parameters to to guide you into 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 actually making time
1: let me add something small to the practicality okay in in fellowshipping with god bible says that nobody has seen god before your relationship with people starting from your parents to your siblings to the people around you is key do you understand me just spending time reading the bible and singing songs to god it's not fellowship only do you understand me just not those who say yes yeah lord lord uh will enter the kingdom if you want to keep yourself the best way to keep yourself occupied by god is to replace a foolish attitude with the right attitude you are receiving from the word and so you practicalize it you become obedient if you were stubborn to your parents you understand me you become lovely practicalize it you are, you are showing forth that you are being failed. That is how you maintain it. But if you go and pray, you study the Bible, you, you spend time. Crazy man, Come and clean the kitchen. Mommy, I'm studying my Bible. You are a fool. Demons, more demons of disobedience will come to you. You become a rebel than you were before. Do you understand me? So it's not just about reading the Bible. I'm, I'm not saying don't do that, okay? practice it become lovely become obedient become sincere become loyal become honest submit your assignment stop uh, uh, stop telling the girl that if you love me you will lie by me and give me a kiss you understand me stop telling the guy that oh you didn't come and spend time with me in the hostel and let me say this i will say it at certain time of the month you girls your body start feeling all manner of things that's why you want attention and hug it's biological oh, but you allow that to lead you into realms So let's be, let's be sincere to ourselves, okay? The things that keep you occupied, the things that will shut the door to demons, they are not far-fetched. It's the little, little things, okay? God bless you. Wow. wow. wow.
2: <laughs> Hallelujah. Let me read one from my online, guys, okay? It says that how to keep a godly relationship more active when we aren't each other every day now said so that now since you are done with school you see so, uh, uh, guys relax 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 relax
1: uh, uh, why so is everybody fun. calling tree tree did you ask a question tree you don't have a call come back here
2: Says so that. How to keep a godly relationship more active when we aren't seeing each other every day? Now that we are done with school, quick one. But the question is in the equation. You don't worry.
1: Let's ask. Let's go. Okay then.
2: Oh, Bishop.
3: Hello. So um, one of the things I've realized is that a number of the friendships we call relationships should not have transitioned into relationships. Let me state that. <laughs> That's the first thing. It should never have transitioned. Unfortunately for us, many of us don't understand how, you know, relationships work. But one of the things that fuels relationship is proximity. So the closer you are to someone, especially that project work that you're in a group with, you realize that the person you start spending time with, you think and feel you like the person. But you realize that after that project work, that course work, the end of the semester. I wish you would take pictures of how people are looking at you. Are you with me? So, one of the things we've already mentioned is we are not sincere. And many of us are not even sincere to ourselves when it comes to relationship. You like someone doesn't mean that you are my girlfriend. And that's one of the weirdest things. When I started investigating how people enter into relationship, I asked you, okay, so you're in a relationship. I said, okay, how did you enter into a relationship? I said, okay, what did he say? Did he ask you to be the girlfriend? They said, no, he just told me I love you. And I said, I love you too so we have started a relationship. And I said, ah, is that how to start a relationship? (laughs) The fact that I say I love you doesn't mean you are my boyfriend. It doesn't mean you're my girlfriend, right? So since we've cleared that out of the way, now you realize that, see, in a relationship, it's a long journey. And if you are running a marathon, you don't run with speech. I hope hope you understand me. (laughs) I, I hope you understand me. So let me, let me break it down. It's a long journey. Some of us, the things that you are supposed to be doing in the long journey, one week, two weeks, two I'd be fair now. <laughs> you finish everything, so what else? And then you realize that, okay, so then there's nothing to do. But it's a long journey. One of the things that you realize when you're about to enter into a relationship or a friendship is that the person coming is a ball of different issues yourself we a ball of different issues and one of the key things for a godly relationship is that you spend that time praying you spend and when I say praying I'm not saying that okay father I'm praying that this person is my girlfriend this person is my wife you, you pick the person that things that annoy you because of the euphoria of a new this thing you ignore them those are the things that will break the relationship nothing new breaks relationship both things you already saw I don't know if I'm talking to someone and nothing new nothing new really breaks the relationship the things you already saw but because of the euphoria of the freshness of the newness the zoop zoop zoops, you ignore all and these are the things that you pray about these are the things that you begin to you know talk about and many people actually don't talk when they're in a relationship they try to find things to do but playing watching movies going out there are times you sit down and talk See, so what, what, what's your relationship with your father like? The family that you grew up in, what and what and what and what happened? What is your imagination? If we get married, who do you think would be, you know, cleaning the kitchen? You know, washing the car? Can what's I ask, your can in? I ask, um, oh, no, God, what, what is
1: God. your relationship with water, we'll so soap water. and water? <laughs> in the
3: morning and in the evening, <laughs> when it is a holiday, we shall continue. Hallelujah. I, I get what I'm saying. You spend a lot, and the point of a relationship is for you to do an investigation. Listen, the point of a relationship, so far as you are not married, is for you to do a- Hello, sorry, so the point of a relationship is for you to do an investigation. It doesn't mean that, oh, then I'd be now, so whatever it is, then we are going to get married. So far as you are not married, there is, you have room. You have the right to break that relationship if things are not going right. Please repeat it. Repeat so far it. As you are not married, you have the right to step out. You are, You realize the person started. Even if the
1: greatest prophet on earth confirmed it. Yeah. Even Especially. if the biggest angel confirmed it. Yeah. As long as one party begins to stop aligning with the principles of the kingdom, that relationship has lost trust and God's approval. Yeah. Human, God chose human beings to work with them to accomplish a purpose. The day those human beings decided to be unfaithful to God, God cuts them off. If human beings disappointed God, you, once you see that the person has stopped working on that path you are going, what Bishop is saying, break off. Repeat that point again, please.
3: If you are not married, you have the right to step out of anything called a relationship. Even if it's at the stage of courtship, and invitation letters have been sent, venues have been booked, photo shoots have been done until you are married. Step out. Right to step out. So how do you maintain something when it? right now, technology makes relationship long distance relationship easier. For me, to set my mindset right, I never called it a long-distance relationship. Because like I think I mentioned, my wife is not Ghanaian. I called it an international relationship. A relationship across mountains and rivers. (laughs) (laughs) I skip mountains, (laughs) cross over rivers and seas just to go and behold her face. So there's one thing that you must set your mind to. Because many people by default know that, oh, a lot of long-distance relationships, by default, the majority of them don't work. But if it's God's divine relationship, they must. And then you must, you know, prepare yourself for that, number one. And then you must also know that because you chose to have a long-distance relationship, your cost for that relationship is not like someone... I don't know if you get what I'm saying. My relationship was just echoes. You chose to cross the Indian Ocean. <laughs> your, my cost of my relationship is not like yours. If you need to see family, make sure that see, you can afford, and budget, and fly there. That's some, because there are moments that, you, of course, you must be together. There are moments you must see family. So you need to basically understand what you've decided to be in. That's one. And then you ask God for help. Now, what I'm saying is that right now, it's far easier. It's far easier. A video call, chatting, whatever, whatever. Make the use of all that. And all the things that I'm saying, you do in a proper relationship. Try and replicate that. And right I can have a Zoom call and you're watching a movie together. You're flowing I've not done that before. Uh, they said, say, say tricker continue. Where is she? <laughs> okay, I don't know if I've answered you here, yeah, but that's it. Yeah.
1: Maybe I should add the fact that typically, and for, um, for this generation and for many things, okay, what will make a long distance relationship difficult is communication. How we interpret what we are saying. Number two, the need for physical bonding, when you start relationship as Bishop is saying and it is just physical, physical, the touching, the body ministrations, say praise the Lord. As I say praise the Lord. Uh-huh. Typically, what fuels relationship is body chemistry not the the proper need for the relationship. And so when the person is far away, and you are not getting that, and all of a sudden there is another new person that is in close proximity, you begin to find excuses and unnecessary quarrels with the other party, so that you will break up and then... And other things, for instance, maybe the person is doing master's degree, and you are here you are not busy the person is busy and you want the person to be able to make time for you at your convenience it won't work certain kind of unspoken laws destroy relationship courtship relax for the person the person is there studying do you understand me and the timelines are different so if it is one minute that the person had for you respect that Respect that. And use the rest of the time to be praying for the person to pass and come back home. God bless
4: you. Please, I want to be clarified on the issue of um, women wearing... I want to be clarified on the issue of women wearing trousers, braiding, and then nails. And then also, I want to know the difference between heaven and paradise, and then hell and purgatory.
3: She wants to clarify between... Women wearing trousers, braiding their hair, doing their nails. Number one, number two, she wants to know the difference between heaven and paradise. And then, three, she, and then number three, she and then number three, she wants to know the difference between hell and purgatory. It's a very very powerful question. No, so heaven and paradise,
9: and then hell and purgatory. Romans fourteen, from verse one. Receive one who is weak in the faith but not to dispute over doubtful things. For one believes he may eat all things, but he who is weak eats only vegetables. Let not him who eats despise him who does not eat, and let not him who does not eat judge him who eats, for God has received him. Who are you to judge another's servant? To his own master he stands or fall. Indeed, he will be made to stand, for God is able to make him stand. One person esteems one day above another. Another esteems every day alike. Let each be fully convinced in his own mind. He who observes the day observes it to the Lord. And he who does not observe the day to the Lord, he does not observe it. He who eats, eats to the Lord, for he gives God thanks. And he who does not eat to the Lord, he does not eat and gives God thanks. For none of us lives to himself and no one dies to himself for if we live we live to the Lord and if we die we die to the Lord therefore whether we live or die we are the Lord for to this end Christ died and rose and lived again that he might be he might be Lord of both the dead and the living but why do you judge your brother or why do you show contempt for your brother for we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ for it is written as I live says the Lord every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to god so then each of us shall give account of himself to god therefore let us not judge one another anymore but rather resolve this not to put a stumbling block or a cause to fall in our brother's way
1: the issue of purgatory i've not studied it well i know it's a catholic church doctrine the scriptures doesn't talk about Purgatory. the scriptures talk about heaven and hell and abraham's bosom I don't want to do an exposition on those things. Hell is a place originally prepared for demons to await their punishment on the final judgment day. Do you understand me? And every soul that rejects the salvation of Christ, Christ died for the sins of the whole world, not for Christians, but everybody. So we accept that's why the, the criminal on the cross does that, not even say, Jesus, forgive me, or God, forgive me. He says, Remember me when you come to your kingdom. Jesus says, today, you are going to be with me in paradise. Do you understand me? Now, paradise is the same word as uh, the bosom of Abraham. Do you understand me? Now, every soul that does not accept Christ is going to be in hell. I'm not going to go into details about all those things, okay? And that place, at me, my own language, I call it a waiting room. Do you understand me? Revelation tells us that everybody that is not part of the resu- the first resurrection, all right, and everybody whose name is not in the Lamb's book of life, okay, will be cast with death and hell into the lake of fire, which is the real punishment, eternal separation from God. Do you understand me? Um, are you answered with that? Okay. And then what was the first question? Trousers. Trousers. I think that question comes from Peter's. Is it First Peter chapter three? First Peter chapter three, right? The reason i made him to read Romans is this. Okay, Paul answers that question beautifully. Now, the in, the English interpretation of what Paul uh, Peter said he, said he was talking to women. He says they should have the character, a good character of the inner man, that is full of what? Put it there for me. One, Peter,
3: do not let your adornment be merely outward. Merely, the ahead. word merely means what? Only, only, just. Yes. He didn't say don't breed.
1: Now let me come back. The issue of trousers being a male dress or a female dress is neither here nor there. Do you know what a kilt is? Put it there. Media, put it there for me. A skirt. But in your culture, Oh, I thought you were putting it there. You can check it on your phone. It's a simple answer I want to give you. That uh, is it. K i l t. They've not put it there. You are eating paparoli style time, move. Okay. Well, they will put it there. But let, let let me just say this. Okay. Women can wear trousers. Okay. There are women trousers, and there's men's trousers. Many years ago, I didn't know. I went to Accra to buy jeans. I didn't know that there are jeans for girls. I wore the thing, and the way it was pulling into some areas, I said, "Ah," I said, "Ah, this jeans doesn't feel like it's my size." Then I went to show and said, "Now, now, we're embargé jeans." So I went to that place and I Skulls. insulted the guy who sold it to me. Uh-huh. If you see somebody wearing, can you enlarge some of the picture, like this one? Uh huh. Have you seen? If you saw guys wearing this in Ghana, what will you do? You will laugh. You will laugh. But do you know that in our not-so-far-distant uh, past, our men, they didn't have it like this, but they, were, they put cloth around them like the women. Do you know that before Kwesi Bruni came to Ghana, we were dressing. You wake up, you tie one whole cloth, all the best. That was our dressing. You know that most of part of Africa. Have you seen how they, uh, uh, the the tall Kenyans who jump? Them? Have you seen how they dress? Do you see the difference between a man's dress and a woman's dress? What I want to is that let us not let culture, okay, make the word of God of no effect. What Peter is saying that make sure and that's what we've been preaching here the whole week. Make sure that your character is adorned with the right attitude. If you speak in tongues now, and you are useless. It's, your holiness has had nothing to do with how you have dressed like a nun. Do you understand me? And yet, I'm not saying expose your panku and um, Arsenal and uh, Manchester United. Hallelujah. Okay, because when 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 you are decent it also speaks a lot about how you are growing in christ but it is not about the dress you are wearing that makes you holy i listened to a man of god who did a crusade and got a, a, a lady who had lived all her life amongst nudists okay and she didn't have dress she was wearing shorts and thing, and she came to stand and she was giving testimony. Things were showing things and, and she's jumping. She'll come to church. And then the people were say, Pastor, how can you allow such a person to wear this, and this? I said, Jesus does not see her as a sinner. She's excited that she's been saved. You are worried about what she's wearing. The problem is not what she's wearing. The problem is the last in your eyes. Deal with what is inside you. And yet, if you like, dress like that and come here, I will suck you home. (laughs) (laughs) Do you get what I'm saying? Okay. The point is not about the outward. The point is about the inner. Have a good character. When you wear braids, I I don't like women bathing and putting sand on their face again, but put it on. If that's what makes you confident. You lay, no other foundation can any man lay, but you lay foundations. Feel free. Braid your hair. You like natural, do natural. Those things does not define your relationship with God. Do you understand me? When you see me doing rasta, you will come to my church. You see also for shade green grass. But if you saw a Nazarite in those days, you will acknowledge him. Let us not allow worse. I, I saw a woman just this morning on Facebook. She has these rings in her nose, and I was going to scroll away, but I saw the caption. Then I said, Let me listen. And she is preaching about attitude and character and what the Holy Spirit was teaching her. I said, Wow, she's a woman of God. I went to her page. She's a woman of God. I said, Hey, Judge not a book, and that is why I made him read the the, the verse. He read. We like to judge about that too that, to much bitch on appearance. You don't like uh, 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 snake meat. Somebody likes snake meat. In Christians in north of Ghana, anytime time you you if they see another Christian chewing uh, cola nut, they say this person he is a witch. How does cola nut affect your righteousness? Do you understand me? So let's throw all these things that don't matter. That, that put on the new man and let that righteousness reflect. That's all that is needed. God bless you.
6: Okay, I have three questions. Okay, so the the first one is, um where do you draw the line between sorry? The first one is where do you draw the line between honor and dishonor of your parents, right? So maybe in certain situations dishonor your parents so maybe like you do something but to you is honor but to them is dishonor I don't know if I, can, I don't have an example to give but like it, thank you so much so that's my first question my second question is um, how do you deal with honoring your men of God and honoring your parents when they are seeing different things on a matter then my last one is I've heard things about how like as you mature, your tongues mature. I've heard a lot of interesting things about your tongues changing, like the tongues you speak. So I want like a little clarity on that as well. Yeah.
3: Okay. So let me start on the parent side. Um, now we cannot talk about honor and dishonor, especially in the kingdom of God, without looking at the structures. And one of the key structures, when we look at honor and dishonor, is the structure of authority, right? Now, there are levels of authority. If you are not married, you are a child to your parents, that's the closest authority you have. There's a place for your man of God, there's a place for your shepherd, but in terms of the closest authority you have, it's your parents. If you become married for a woman, your closest authority is now your husband, no longer your parents. So technically, If your closest authority says something that contradicts what a father, a distant authority says, you must listen to the closest one first. Let me give you an example. Maasura gave this example of this lady who was coming to a Wednesday prayer meeting and the husband doesn't want her to come. And he got to know that that is what the husband wanted. I don't want you to come to prayer meeting. He had his own reasons. The lady came to prayer meeting Took the lady, put him in his car, drove him back to the husband. Says, your husband wants you. So forget my prayer meeting and sort your husband out. got what I'm saying? Now, there are also certain things that when they come in conflict to the word of God, the principles that are laid down in the word of God, kingdom life, for that one, you can then stand and then make an argument. Now, one of the things that um, God taught me was that, Many of us just look at, okay, so I have a spiritual authority, and then we disregard every other authority. So I have a man of God. When I come to church, oh, apostle, oh, I don't I want to clean your shoes. When, when you want to save the person, you are almost falling down. I, I don't know if I get what I'm saying. There is a, an authority in your office, your boss, closest authority. Whatever he says, you throw it away. Authority in your class, class leader, class rep, you throw it away in Ashesi, there's an authority structure, the administration. Patrick being the highest authority, you disregard Patrick saying. saying, Then you can't tell me that you are listening to apostle, you are listening to God, and you're a good Christian kingdom citizen, no. You can't break one authority in your service to the other. If you are, if there's some conflict, then that is where then you come to God. So one example I gave. In the case when I was going to get married, right, my father didn't know that I was going to get married. But then at the time, I told my mom, my brother, I think I only just told closest people, and then I went to apostle. And I know that I had apostles backing. And then God says that um, what was the word that Jesus, um, Jesus used to John the Baptist? Suffer it to be so that will fulfill all righteousness. By the time I told the story when I went to Nigeria in 2015, by the time I was coming back in 2016, we already had the dates a high-level plan of what the wedding was going to be like, but my father didn't know. And God says that you are not doing anything until you have your father's approval because you must fulfill all righteousness. Now, what he told me to do is that if I cannot convince my father to be in support of my relationship, despite the fact that I have everyone's approval, it's a no. And at the time, I was not even in good terms with my father. So I spent eight weeks going to my father every Saturday trying to tell him that, so daddy, I know that I, t- I told you that after school, I'm going to do my masters, do this and this and this, and then I'll get married. The plans have changed. This is what I want to do. And before I entered into that relationship, uh, two years ago, I tested his mind. So if I get a, a Nigerian, a non-Ghanian, and I want to well, my, my, father, my father just laughed. The first week I went to his place, he said, daddy, so I'm thinking of getting married soon. And I says okay so who is the lady i said oh it's a nigerian then asked me are all the girls finished <laughs> 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 are, are all the guys? you okay it's fine because in my house eh, every every wedding i've attended it's between two guys and it's at the same venue oswe beniza presby church you get married there you'll be baptized there they'll name you there or when you die that's your last place <laughs> everyone everyone so that's my father's flood. Everyone is going to Osobeneza. The were by the Osobeneza, everyone. And you see the cemetery and the church, they are so close. So <laughs> <laughs> when they are pushing you to go and bury it, it's so easy. Anyways, I, that's the first day. So the first day, he asked me, ah, all the guard girls finished. And I was angry. Then I went the second day. I went the third time. By the seventh week that I went, then he, re- he said, it seems to me you have come to inform me. Not ask for permission, then I said to my (laughs) mom, Are you now seeing that? I didn't go to seek permission, but my point is that he now was on the same page that day that he told me that he's in support. Apparently, that day there was a delegation from my wife's church and they had come to Ghana. They couldn't find my father's house, so they went to my mother's house first. So then my mom called me that, Oh, there's a delegation from Ghana and they wanted to find out if your parents are in support of this relationship assuming they had come one week earlier, or the first week. He said, hey, this is my son, I, I don't know. I, I don't know, he's going to, my, to a Nigerian. Hey, I don't know. In fact, one of the questions, he said, so the Nigerian culture, I said, do you marry her or she marries you? <laughs> <laughs> but my point is that if you cannot get them at that moment, you have, it's your job to get them on your side. So your parents say, don't come to church. Don't come to Friday or night. If you cannot convince them to be on your side, don't come. Watch online, right now it's easier. You cannot convince your father to do this particular job and not do this one. You've done, that's when you must put on your best argument with prayer. and say, Father, this is what God wants me to do. Then you're explaining it. If you don't get them yet, be there. Do what they want you to do. I was telling someone, serve your father with a smile. Serve your husband with a smile. He doesn't want to come to church. Serve him with a smile. On the day that you want to go to church, say, oh honey, I'm not going to church. I want to cook some, you know, French toast and you know, whatever. You just let Sunday one. Let's just relax. Oh, honey, after all of this, can we stream online? But I realize you want to suck you from the house because you be too much, but do it the right way. Suffer it to be so that we fulfill all righteousness.
2: The more the questions are also coming. Wow!
3: So the next one is a question about tongues and what your tongues maturing as you changing as you become a mature Christian.
1: Tongues is typically a language given by the Spirit. Utterance is given by the Spirit. I've explained the way the Holy Spirit explained to me is how I have explained it over the years. Okay, there are three kinds of tongues. Actually, there, in one Corinthians chapter twelve, when he says. Um, to another is given the gift of the gifts and he uses an s of diverse tongues. Okay. Me uh, depicting the fact that there are many kinds of it. Do you understand me? And then there's another two interpretation. Now, for all of us, for a child, because the language I want to use the human language to explain this, a child starts speaking mama, dada, it's, you want to let the child to speak that your dialect but it starts from somewhere and as the child grows and learns and interacts there are many things that comes okay your tongues will mature but the, the right the right words to use it's not that, that the tongues is maturing you are maturing the Bible says grow in grace the grace is not growing the grace is complete you are the one growing and you are becoming diverse you are becoming an expert in the usage of it so you your your tongue It's not because it's only bah, 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 that is in your spirit there's a whole language that has been given but as you are growing your capacity to allow the rest to flow is coming that's why we say that you see that it's not that it's maturing you are the one growing and your spirit is able to now release the rest of the language that happens and it happens okay there are three kinds let me quickly touch on them there is a prophetic tongue there's a prayer tongue and there's an evangelical tongue the prophetic tongue is god speaking to man okay the prayer tongue is man speaking to god and the evangelical tongue is man speaking to man that is what the the apostle spoke on the day of uh Pentecost. The Bible says that the people who had come heard them. So they were not speaking a heavenly language. They were speaking man language inspired by the Holy Ghost. From that day, they didn't speak that same language. They spoke the prayer tongue. The one that nobody can understand. So if you heard Peter speak in tongues and you could understand it, maybe you were speaking your tree language and he's a Hebrew guy. The next time you saw Peter speaking in tongues, you will not understand because he was speaking to God, the prayer tongue. And it all is explained very well in 1 Corinthians 14. It's there. If you take your time, you see. That's why the Holy Spirit taught me all those things. All right? We'll make time to go into those things. And we're about to do our next um, maturity lessons. I believe that uh, Reverend Allah will take his time to go
2: through all those things with you. Okay, let's go. Amen. The next one, please. Says that what is the right way to support each other when you find yourself in a relationship?
1: Reverend Anna uh, will answer that one. Reverend Anna, the way Uh, I'm doing my hand like this. The question
2: What is the right way to support each other when you find yourself in a relationship? When you find
1: yourself, you are not answering that question. How do you find yourself in a relationship?
2: (laughs) Serendipity.
1: Like
12: how? Uh-huh. Like, like like how? Is it spiritual? Is it physical? Is it emotional? Is it financial support? How? Should he cook for you? Should he not cook for you? Fine. <laughs> um,
10: yeah. Okay. So. So how after you have gone to God in prayer, and God has answered you. And the lady too has gone to God in prayer. And God has asked the lady and told them, okay, start friendship. And you've done good friendship. And as you're building a friendship, you start a relationship. One of the things that you must know in order to effectively support each other is this: you are two human beings coming from two different backgrounds. Right now, for instance, let me use Reverend Berry again because she's my bestie. So if Reverend Beryl is my is, is my girlfriend. You're my fiancé, right? As I've come into her life, and as I came into her life, I came into her life at when she's age 30, and I'm age 31, right? She has had 30 years of different mindsets, different upbringing, different situations, that has molded her to become who she is. I can't expect that in a year or two, I should have, or in, in a month, in a month, I should have decoded all about her and understand her and be able to flow there one way to support each other is first corinthians chapter 13 verse 4 onwards love is patient and kind if you really want to support the person when the person is doing something that is smelling to you when i say smelling to you or she has done something that hurts you the best way to support her is to be kind the best way to support her is to be patient in your dealings with the person you get it Many of us, we are impatient when it comes to these things because we anticipate or expect that because God has said, God has, Apostle has said this many times, God does not give perfect partners. There is nothing like an already made. Even Eve, who a, in the beginning was created and designed by God, when she was presented to Adam, Adam had a role to play in maturing Eve to be a, a fit helpmate for him. That's how come even the instruction about which which fruit to eat. No. It was not God that came to tell Eve. Adam had to re-educate Eve on it. So one of the best to support each other. Be patient with each other. Like be, 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 be relax. You get it? Like be very patient. Another thing too, I'll say is this do not be insensitive. Mm, do not be insensitive towards each other. Many of us, see, the answer is in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 onwards. Many of us, love does not consider the number of wrongs done against it. You, last month or last two weeks, the person passed a comment that made you upset. You said you forgiven him. You say something, or you bring it back again? Like it was those who have come through with relationship questions I always always tell them this that until a situation happens right you can never see love on display the only way you will know that love is patient is when the situation that happens requires impatience and then you give love being patient so the best whether financial or whatever (laughs) i beg you if you are not married don't go and be <laughs> don't go and share your bank account <laughs> and then you go to the person's house and sweep and i beg you i beg but like
1: be on, on that side uh, let me ask something you are not done let me say something when we are caught in let's stop trying to play responsibilities that marriage is required in marriage That demand and expectations create too much problems. Why did you buy this thing without informing me first? Why did you go to this party without informing me first? Why are you having lunch with this person without telling me? Did you seek my approval? Master, before the person met you, you are not married yet. Do you hear me? The person can tell you as as being open requires you are building that thing but the person is not seeking you are not the person's father you are not the person's mother do you understand me stop the rules the, i i i find it very very funny we can be very good friends until we change, we change the word friendship to relationship then all of a sudden Friendship disappears. It is like we have to live up to a certain cold stand. I Meanwhile, well, God's rule. God's rule. That is that keep the relationship pure. Day. That one day you throw it off the window and out of the planet. And then you want the person to be righteous according to your standard per your rules. That is not support. If anybody enters your life or you enters anybody's life and your life begins to depreciate rather than Appreciate in the things that heaven wants you to become and do, please break that relationship if you don't have the patience and the mindset to conform to God's standards.
10: Assembly nine My father has concluded the matter,
2: amen. Wow, 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 please. Yeah, so they're still accusing me that I'm not missing them. So let me start. Idel, Idel.
9: So when when
13: two people like each other and then they've told, oh, relax for me. Eh? <laughs> so um, so probably they've told each other they like each other, and then maybe they come to their man of God and they, they are told, build friendship, be friends. How do you do that? Like, Is it, what are you going to do differently? What were
1: you doing, what you were doing before you came? Continue it. (laughs) Okay. I, 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 there are two people, they are not here. I don't know whether they are online. That I, I like to use as example for this all the time. Hebertha and Caleb. Hebertha and Caleb. They are my perfect examples. And I really love those, those two guys. Okay. They came to me. They spoke to me. Charlie, we like each other, but we are not starting. We will still be friends. And they didn't fool on campus. When they graduated and everything, they came to me. Now we are starting relationship official. And I bless them. They are married beautifully. Do you understand me? They didn't let relationship things disturb their academic work. You like each other. What were you doing before? You were friends, right? You were doing. Okay, continue that. Aside. is your question answered all
3: right next one Next. wow
2: okay the next one is if you if you did not hear directly from god to be in a relationship what other way do you know the I think I think that we should have done it relationship seminar <laughs>
1: it's fine it's fine it's fine it's fine don't don't lose will goal answer it <laughs> for this reason we are here it's okay let's do it let's go so
2: let's go down.
1: it's fine i understand this is the stage for, for this is the age you are in this is the number one thing that plagues you i understand so let's flow
2: okay so i'm taking the question again this is that if you did not hear directly from god to be in a relationship what other way do you know the relationship you are in is the right one
1: what? anybody some people are not answering reverend peril reverend eh uh, uh, selassie you are not talking some people are not talking uh, reverend sammy reverend sammy should answer this one <laughs> uh, hey there two of them will answer reverend sammy and pastor chris what what uh, Reverend will to answer that question is that the question again is that if you he didn't hear god correctly how will you know, how, what other way can you use to you
2: know? If you don't hear God directly. Directly? yes, directly.
14: Okay. <laughs> what other way? What other way? Okay, okay. Um, so this question is, um, it's like um, the same question my brother asked. Okay. Um, sometimes we come, or we go to men of God to um, confirm our relationships. Okay but let's not forget that our men of God are also human beings just that they have ability to see in the realms of the spirit okay now anybody that had the ability to see in the realms of the spirit anytime you come before a prophet this is what happened so apostle was explaining it yesterday it's two things what is in your heart it is very easy for someone who can actually see in the realms of the spirit to decode what is in your heart. But to go beyond what is in your heart is the mind of God. Okay? That's why most times when you have feelings for somebody, and then the person also have the same feelings for you, probably, you know, do you understand? And you think, oh, afar. So we are going to we are just going to apostle to confirm it. And you go and apostle will tell you go and pray do you understand he's not telling you go and pray because um, um, he he doesn't want to confirm it or he has no idea of what is happening but probably he wants you to have the insight of what you're about to enter understand what you have be aware of what it is so that when he's talking to you, you know where you stand. So most times, we go back, you you go to him, he tell you go and pray. You go back and yourself, you'll be like, okay, Apostle, um, this thing I I came to discuss with you, I think it is not good for me. And you'll be like, okay, then that is it. Most times, most times we say, oh, I've heard it clearly. God says, as you go on. And he'll tell you again, go and pray again. Now, if you don't hear it, clearly there are so directly directly okay let me let me
1: let me come in because of time okay Okay. and and i like what Sami is reverend sammy is going so let me take it there now this word about hearing god directly people want to hear god in their left ear in their right nose (laughs) in their right eye let me tell you let me tell you i'm standing here and telling you on authority okay they are just spiritual semantics. God typically speaks to the human spirit, the inner witness. Okay, there are many things God says to you that you are not aware of because you are not even paying attention. Do you understand me? Now, when when you have a conviction that I like Sister Gear, maybe maybe Obako or plantain chips. Stand up. Stand up. We don't have time. Maybe which country do you come from? Benin. Beninois. So you have a a conviction. I'm going to cite an example. It's not, I'm not saying that's who you are. Okay. Now, you didn't know which country she comes from. And then you you take that conviction as the voice of God. Do you understand me? And later on, you find out that Benin is like the West African half of voodoo. All of a sudden, your conviction disappears. Because you think, because it's like that. I'm using that. If I use our local example, it's the same thing. Okay? Some of your parents don't want you to marry her, never. Some of your parents say, don't bring a gang woman home. They like fighting. Some of you, South if you bring somebody from Pagad, they'll say, hey, All this foolishness exists and we replace God's voice with our feeling. Before you go to anybody to say that I want confirmation, I want to know I like this person. First of all, know the physical things, the real hard truth. What is making you like this person? Why do you like this person? What have you seen? And let me deviate you more. small. Typically people come to me. Apostle, I want to know the will of God for me. My career. Well, I said, what has been ringing in your heart from when you were a child? What is that thing that has been ringing when you daydream? That has been your destiny. It is in scriptures. Ecclesiastes says he has put eternity in the heart of man. Man does not know. When you sit down, you are daydreaming. That thing that comes to that. Mm, when I, grow, I have to build a hotel. I have to build a hotel. I will will do this. That is who you are. Oh, you see yourself healing the sick and doing that. That is who you are. You don't need any prophet to confirm that. You need a prophet to guide you. After that conviction has been established, then God, using the avenue of the prophetic, will order the steps to actualize what he already put in you. Do you hear me? So, what other way if you didn't hear directly? There is only one way. Christ Jesus, go to God first. And like the first answers they gave, okay? You—that That is why when you come to me, like Reverend Sammy said, I will always say, go to God. Even if, Rev. cited his example, especially if you come to God, if you come to him and say, God said, that one there, you have even killed the matter. But if you say, Apostle, I like this person. I want to know. I will tell you. I will pray about it. Sometimes, whilst you are talking, God will speak. Sometimes, he won't say anything. And I'll be quiet and watch you. Do you understand me? There is, I don't know whether I have to start her example. She came to me. She started a relationship. And I was doing counseling for them during the courtship. I knew this relationship is not going anywhere. I knew it was going to break. But the state of the heart and where the person was coming from, I knew that if I say no, another disaster, another broken heart. So I started counseling them. They would go and fight every week they were in my office. I would counsel them. I would tell them, you know, you have to learn patience. You have to learn this. You have to learn that. You have to learn this. They say, Apostle, are you sure this is God's will for me? I say, if it's not God's will, it will break. One day, a prophet met her and told her, this one is not for you. Your husband is this, that, 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 that. He said, Apostle, this is what the man of God said. I said, uh-huh. He said, should I go, should I go and break up? I said, don't go and break up. Hold on. Something is going to happen in some few months. God will give the relationship to the point. The guy himself will say, I'm out. And it happened exactly. Then the person said, so Apostle, if you knew, why didn't you? I said, if I had told you, like I told Reverend the do you know the insult I've received from my SSC students? So those of you who are SSC students, when you were in didn't you hear that KCF will break relationship? So don't come to KCF. Did you ask them whose relationship was broken? And how did apostle break their relationship? People come for fire camp like this, and in the heat of the prayer, they receive their own conviction that that relationship I've been fornicating, my, father, my mother and father think I am holy. I want to break it so that I will be truly holy then they go and break up. And then they say, it is we who break the, broke the relationship. Somebody met me. He, are you Apostle Kingsley? You are the one who said my girlfriend. I said, I, who is your girlfriend? I don't know the girl. Whilst I was speaking, God opened my eyes. I said, okay, fine. I described the girl. I said, yes. I said, you, you have two other girlfriends. In the church, you attend. and the question what the last thing i said to him i said to every don't stand in front of, like reverend uh, chris said don't stand in front of any man of god and disrespect that man of god you don't know what that man of god carries we are all children of god but that person has been set apart and made a master to feed you be careful same way with your parents the fact that you have gone to school better than your parents does not mean that you are dispensers one word from the mouth of your mother Will shut the god doors of your life. One word from your father will destroy you forever. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? Next question. What's for?
2: Online. Okay.
1: 64 questions online. Don't worry, one question, then you will. One work.
2: question, one question. Online. Let me do online, please.
1: I don't worry, you come. We'll take all the questions. Okay, quick. One. We'll leave at 530. <laughs> okay, we'll, see, we'll do something tomorrow during my session in the morning. Okay, okay, all right. So yes and no, eh? We do yes no. Okay,
2: okay. Men of God, women of God. A... Yes no. Okay. How do I practice? Uh, how do I answer yes no to how?
1: <laughs> <laughs> please, please ask. <laughs>
2: <laughs> How do I practice patience, especially when your family is divided and don't speak to each other, but you are constantly, always, look at the word, constantly, always trying to bring them together and they get on your nerves. And, and this anger and lack of patience is transcending beyond just family. It's lack of patience for friends, work, etc. <laughs>
1: Men of God, please answer that question. No.
2: no, this one Reverend Barry will answer. So she said that how do I practice patience, especially when your family is divided and don't speak to each other? But you are constantly always trying to bring them together and they get on your nerves. And this anger and lack of patience is transcending beyond just family. It's lack of patience for friends, work, etc. Lack of for friends, work,
12: etc. Yes. What is patience? So I, th- I think that the problem is, is, the, is the person okay, because of time yeah. eh, i'm
1: going to answer reverend uh, uh roland star the way he wants me to answer patience is a fruit of the spirit that we must develop he said but you have need of patience then he tells you something that even requires more patience to practice patience he said but let patience have its full work so you need patience to practice patience The spirit of God. So, and number two, the man of God says something which you didn't hear. When you find out that your patience does not have shock absorbers, that the lower ambushings of your patience is breaking, it means that you, what you are practicing, is not patience. It's called tolerance. Tolerance is not in the Bible. What is in the Bible is called law. Suffering. Until the situation changes, you don't give up. That is what we call patience. And that is what God requires, not just for your friendship. Have you noticed that you are more tolerant of your best friend than your the one you are in a relationship with? Bring, bring, bring that friendship thing to your family, to your mother and father. And put yourself in their shoes. You realize that what is making putting the family asunder. is not just a physical thing. So it's not patience you are practicing on your own. You are praying. Putting them together on your own will not work. You need a Prince of Peace in that family. That is where you fast and pray. And there is nothing that the new practice of the word will not solve. Do you understand me? And when it comes to the issue of anger and patience, you don't graduate. As long as you are on earth, you practice it. And you will learn from one level to the other. Maybe you overcome level one patience and anger issue, but there is level two waiting for you. There is boss battle waiting for you. Boss battle will happen in your marriage. That girl that you stood in front of everybody and you were doing... You will see. Do you understand me? No matter how beautiful she is, no matter how handsome he is, you will ask yourself one day, why did I marry this one? But you will not ask yourself that question if you are truly working on yourself. Okay? Man of God.
2: Hallelujah. Quick one. There's a lot. Okay, fine. Somebody one more from online then we'll do three from here okay quick one it says that I like my pastor please what do I do
9: hey! run, 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 run.
1: short answer your short pray. answer is your man of God married if he's married go away if your man of God is not married pray and let God pray talk to him Case closed. close But, but be careful, be careful that you are not falling in love with his gift and charisma. Ma- dating and marrying a man of God is not child's play. Maybe in your mind you will become the first lady of the church and people will serve you. You are looking at how he can prophesy. You, can- you are looking at how he can preach. So you are excited. Any married woman would tell you that when you marry a man who is not who deals with a crowd just this afternoon i was telling somebody that most of you ladies you may admire uh, reverend andrew how he preaches like a a teacher he is giving point by point easy to understand like what a tisha know. One said, Ah, Charlie, this man, I, I like the way he does the presentation. What a man. <laughs> the dinner is giving sign language. <laughs> 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 with side beers, and for instance, everybody with shasokakra. Handsome man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, you think that marrying him is easy like that? He will travel and leave you. Other girls will want to hug him. That's right. hey, so we'll this afternoon, somebody met me and said, I want a hug. <laughs> if you were my wife and you saw another girl telling me, I want a hug. Will you look at the girl with love? When you marry a man of God, you have not married a personal property. He is for the body of Christ. If you didn't hear it, I repeat. When you like a man of God, you are liking a, a, a public property. A kingdom property. He is, he, is he is not going to give you attention when we close from church he's not going to hold your hand and say let honey let's go home he will say take the lead i will come please sit down paparoli come here stand here paparoli come paparoli come paparoli come i'll use him too i'll use him too You see, I, I'll be walking around. Papa, papa, come. See, these are my girls. So. If you are mama Eugenia, will you, will you will... That's what the last I intentionally said she should follow us there. No, put yourself there. Can you tolerate your man, all manner of ladies, with different kind of manchesters, pressing, pressing and hugging. I'm going to be real. I'm going to be real. I am going to be real. Do you understand me? Can you tolerate that? If you don't have a heart for that, please, go and look for ponsa Go and look for the usher who stands there and open gate. That one, nobody nobody likes him. (laughs) It will be you alone who likes him. Do you understand me? But if you want the man of God, you see how a man of God counsels you and you're happy and you like him. 20 other ladies that he counsels also like him. Do you understand me? I am being real with you. The way he counseled you or prayed for you or solved an emotional problem for you, that made you start falling in love with him. 20 other church members are also in love with him. I'll give you an example. Uh, 2016, there was a lady that had an issue. She wasn't part of KCF. She came for an interview. We did an interview then. God, during the interview, God spoke to me that she has a particular challenge. So after the interview, I called her and started telling her, I'm seeing this, God said this, that, that, that. And she said yes. So she became a friend. She came to my office one, t- one afternoon. And then two KCF members came to that office. And then she wrote on the paper, please, sack them away. I want to spend time with you alone. There are some of you. You are not my wife, oh." When you are talking to me and another person comes then you nudge me let him go let him go (laughs) this one is private time private time you are a winch you are what you are what a winch w-i-n you are what i repeat there's nothing wrong in liking your pastor if he is single and looking. <laughs> <laughs> and Pastor Chris. If so the, the two of you stand up. you are married to the Holy Ghost. They are also married to the Holy Ghost. Stand up. <laughs> <laughs> there are fine girls here. They are watching and praying. Look at them. Stand up. Stand up. Hold each other's hand. Hold each other's hand. Say after me, say dear Lord. In this holy convocation, let it rain on us. Ladies, are they not fine? Handsome men. They are both prophets. They will be prophesying to you. Next question. Did you get the answer? Okay.
13: Hello everyone. My question is, you see when um, someone becomes born again, right? And like, I'm using myself as an example. I became born again, like just recently, then I come to church, Papa is like, I get encounters, out of body encounters, like different, different kinds of encounters, right? Then you go to God and you're praying and you expect some kind of, you know, some, (laughs) Big. <laughs> as back. newborn
1: babies desire the sincere milk of the word so that you grow thereby the man of God who has powerful encounters did not arrive there from day one do you understand me? there is what we call growth in the kingdom in the kingdom of God we don't become by a sudden flight we grow do you understand me? now we share our experiences to tell you that in GSS one there are better encounters so make sure that you pass class one class two class three do your long division do your uh what are the arithmetics long uh, number line study your number line there is something that you 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 will enjoy or will come out of it Do you understand me now now having said that i'm not saying that once you're a baby you will not have that uh, Bishop preached a message this afternoon about what? He says what? He, uh, the attack phrase that... Uh, it's not about them. Do you understand me? But all things start with a desire. Please pay attention. All things start with a desire. Jesus says, if you desire to, if anyone desires to come after me, desire. So let that desire. Proverbs 18 verse 1 says what? Through desire, a man will separate himself and intermeddle. So let that desire lead you to study. You can have powerful encounters as a baby. But don't don't let your Christian experience be because you want to have an encounter with the supernatural. Let your Christian experience be because you want to grow. It is better because there are people who have encounters but they are nothing before God. Encounters does not mean that you are better than somebody who has never had an encounter, but is growing in love, is growing in patience, is growing in, in, in obedience. Those are the marks that God is looking for. It is called growth. Okay? If somebody comes stand here, he, he, oh, I see myself in your village and he's describing, he's done nothing. Any fetish priest can do that. Do you understand me? Have I answered your question? Did you finish? Yes, my, my
13: question is uh-huh. actually that how do like men of God teach them, like try to tell them that it's not like once you started and like once you become born again, you have such encounters, but then uh, you have to grow first. It's like we have that mentality that if a man I'm talking for myself, though I don't know for other people. If I come to church and a man of God tells me, I prayed five hours and maybe I met God this way I'm expecting that if I pray five hours I should meet God that way but then what they are not telling us is that it's it comes when you grow in Christ or like so is there a way that like, you can teach us that it's not like
1: that's what I've been teaching you all <laughs> these years I get you I get your frustration I get your frustration. Your frustration is because you keep hearing it and you are not getting it. So it's like, Master, it's not like that for me. Take your time. Don't let any superfluous preaching give you I am too. Do you understand me? And here, this one, I will make some small boasting. Listen to our messages, go on Podbean. Listen to Bean has most of the maturity class things. Learn from it. Do you understand me? And we beg you if you want to grow, if you want to grow in the kingdom, stop listening to too many men of God at the same time. Listen to the mother that gave birth to you and drink from her breast. Do you understand me? When you build that understanding, people—the anointing—people people will go and listen to some other messages, and then they will come and ask me. You will not listen to my que- preaching and come and ask me my question. Did I preach the message the person preached? I don't know the revelation he has had for which he is preaching that message. Maybe his encounter is different from mine. Maybe I even disagree with his theology. But that's what you are listening to. So you compare my message to his because he says that he, he's seeing vision. I know prophets who don't t- talk about their encounters. When I meet my father in the Lord and he sits in the office and you are talking to one on one, day, hey, you will be scared. But when he's preaching, he doesn't mention any of those things. He doesn't mention any encounter. Anytime I call him, or sometimes he'll call me first. He'll say, "Uh, now I understand his language. You say, we were just discussing about you. As soon as he says that, I know that there was an angel in his room for the past two hours. And he and the angel were talking about me. You understand me? be anxious for nothing be don't let the anxiety of wanting to experience that lead you astray drink your milk and I've been teaching that take your time you will get there okay and now we will take you to all the pastors here are here to take you the various processes you will get there and the idea is not even for you to become like us it's for you to become like Christ do you understand me God bless you
15: Hi, okay, so Apostle talked extensively about not dishonoring a man of God. Um I found myself in a situation where like like an authority figure in my life led me to a man of God, and like let's see i'm I, I guess like when i'm I meet a man of God for the first time, I'm like hesitant at because you have to the way it says that you have to try um his works and like compare like basically compare what he's saying to the bible whatever whatever and like when it's prophecy is different right so i found myself there and i felt very uncomfortable like how do you mean it's different sorry how do you mean when it comes to prophecy, is different like um i can't like i can't open the bible and say okay like the the prophet said oh i have this problem i can't open the bible and say okay yeah yeah so, when I went there, I felt very uncomfortable, like overwhelmingly uncomfortable. And whenever I find myself feeling that way, it feels like I know that something is wrong. So, like, I understood that as okay, maybe this man of God isn't really, you know, like authentic. And other things proved, or like to me, seemed like it was along that line. But then because I have to respect this authority figure who led me to that place, how do I like, you know, manage that? And then like, also without being, let's say, close ma- Is
1: it a matter of a relationship? That the authority figure is now establishing a relationship. When I say relationship, I'm not talking about boyfriend, girlfriend. I'm talking about a certain kind of relationship where you have to constantly go and see this particular person. Um,
15: I think the person was trying to establish that part because of how I felt, I cut that off. But then, like, all I was thinking was, if truly this person is not authentic, how do I remain, like, uncontaminated? Do I have to endure this, then come to my spiritual father, like, KCF, and say, oh, please, I need deliverance because X, Y, and Z. Like, how do I manage that?
1: I love your question, eh? Any, any of you can, can help there?
5: Uh, amen. <clears throat> I think one thing that I've, um, I've learned from Apostle, okay, is to honor authority. Wherever you find yourself, you need to acknowledge the, the authority that has been established. All right. And another thing I've also learned from Apostle is about conviction. All right. Now, God speaks to every one of us seated here. And like what Reverend Dela said earlier on that, God wants us to know Him for ourselves. And that's another thing that Apostle has been preaching. Alright. God does not want each and every one of us to go astray. God does not want you and I to feel uncomfortable in His presence. So Bible says that what where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's what? There's liberty. So if where you are going, there is no liberty. I believe strongly that there is a right way to deal with that thing, regardless of whoever is taking you to that authority figure. I don't know if I'm, I'm, I'm making sense or you understand what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah, so basically this is what I, I would want to tell you. All right. Yes.
10: I'd like to add to it. So what I'll say is this, I've been in similar situation a couple of times before. The fact that I have a conviction that something is off I'm picking signals that is danger, it doesn't mean that from that day, if I see you, I will not greet you. You get it. There's something called cordiality. But that doesn't mean that. And another thing is this. The fact that it's an instruction or a prophetic word or a counsel, Father, forgive my words. It's not automatic that you must subscribe to it because it came out of a man of God's mouth. I know it's very dicey. The fact that a man of God said it, it's not automatic that you must live by it. If I live my life like that, I don't think anyway. So, if you are feeling uncomfortable, there are ways, This people oh, let's go to the place. There are ways to find a cordial excuse just to not go there. You get it? There are ways to find um, a cordial excuse not to go there. But if like it's out of your power it's like it's a, it's a parent, who is taking you there? And you can't take, do anything about it. There is something called the sovereign will of God. When God steps in, he can orchestrate things to let things scatter. So go in prayer and intercede. Do you get it? Like, don't, don't let it, don't leave it and, be, you like, go to God first. First of all, I'll tell you this. Go to God. Find out, Father, why do I feel this way? What, what are you trying to tell me? And hear from God. If the Lord tells you that you know what there is danger where you are father by reason of your you something something happened where I went to God and said father I want I want to take a step out of this situation you told me to be in this situation from the beginning I want to take a step out what should I do do what the Lord told me he said you know the principles of God so go and follow the principles of God so what does he mean you pray about it and until God cause an, an escape you will just walk in honor and reverence because of the reason of the authority figure involved. You get it. But it's not automatic that you must. And there are ways of using wisdom where if let's say you're in a ministry and this is happening and you, you, you want to leave, but you can't leave. The heart of a king is in the hands of the Lord and it tests in which direction he chooses. That person, the authority figure taking you there, is a human being and their heart is in God's hands. You can go to the heavenly father, who loves you more than this person and say father by reason of your word I don't want to walk in this and towards this authority figure because it will be against you my lord so help me give me escape from this and you'll do it for you Amen.
1: let me add to it in a situation where let's say the person is really uh, an, an, an adulterated man of God I see he's speak and you go in there he poured oil on you he lays and he laid hands on you. He spoke words. These are dangerous times. That one with with all that they have said that is where you need your shepherd or your original genuine man of God that you know that God has put you under originally. Most parents have had a lot of situations where parents take because of a particular problem, maybe a sickness, whatever. Keep taking one party to different different people and different different places. I've had a situation where people have brought them came, and even without the, the, the person talking in, and Saboni be at all a way so. Like Reverend uh, uh, Robin ended. God is a merciful God. Number one, He sent Christ Jesus to die for you. He has a vested interest in your salvation. And so, some way, somehow, he will bring you into deliverance. But if, you, you, if your spirit is aware, or you have come to know that, you know, where I went is not supposed to be, you tell your shepherd, and then your shepherd, knowing with the training or whatever uh, avenue has been, will, will make sure that you are free from that verdict. But please, even if it is Satan, physically you are dealing with, don't dishonor him. What did you say? Peter, Peter addresses a question, uh, something about fake people. He says they use abrasive words and talk, they talk about dignitaries that, and say things about authorities and powers that they have no idea. And then he said, even the angel uh, Michael, when he was contesting over the body of uh, Moses, he did not dare. Bring an accusation against Satan. But he said, You Satan, God rebuke you. So Michael, knowing what it means, authority and order means, decided to recluse himself from that and rather bring God inside the battle. So that, because he knew that in a certain rank, probably, me, I don't know, probably, Satan was ahead of him when he was a morning star. And even though he is fallen, just like David in fact when we were about to start this session i was going to let us read uh, a scripture in the book of one samuel chapter 18 but because of time i didn't let us do that david behaved himself wisely so much so that even when god had let Saul, okay david decided that i will never dishonor this man can we all do that because like uh, i don't know who answered first uh reverend key there is a right way to do everything there's a right way there's a right way to answer. There's a right way. Maybe your concoction be direction. On your way home, Daddy, respectfully speaking, my spirit does not agree. Can we go to our normal pastor and let's talk to him before? And in that moment, you know, whilst you are so praying, Father, let something happen. Let this thing backfire. Do you understand me? And God, who sent Jesus to die for you, trust me, He will save your soul from that uh, bondage. Okay? God bless
2: you. Hallelujah.
10: Thank you for the opportunity. Yes,
8: sir.
2: Um, I want to ask.
10: Match with the voice. Okay, I want to ask that. Okay, sometimes when we get an, an encounter with God, like after some time, it's like we lose it. Like, let's say we are being born again, then after some, like during that time, like a week or two, you are very close with God, like read your Bible, everything. But then after some time, you see that you are dropping and sometimes it goes and comes like sometimes you are very it goes where you are very connected then it leaves and
3: sometimes it comes like,
11: how how how
3: can you stop that like
9: how can you break that cycle and why is it? answer him all right so um there's apart from the is it we we need to be very careful what we call encounters okay so we need to define what encounters are for example when I come into a place are we okay with that and then I see an angel it could be a gift in operation and it is not necessarily an encounter do you understand that okay now an encounter is has a purpose and what it does is that it needs to to minister something heavily okay or something of the kingdom to aid you to live the life of God. Do you understand that? Okay, so we need to really define what encounters are. Because sometimes encounters can be very simple. Like you come to church and then the man of God is preaching, and then you hear something that ministers to your heart. That can be a because that thing you hear can change your life. An encounter has the capacity to transform your life, it must administer to your weaknesses. Do you understand that? So somebody can see angel and go back the same way, but someone can hear a simple message and it can transform the person's life. Are we okay with that? Okay. Now, so apart from when we have an encounter, the next thing is that most people forget that we have what we call disciplines. Do you understand? Okay. Now, there was, a one, there was one time I, I, I told people that if you want to read the word of God, okay, follow schedules, there are plans there, set reminders, okay. And then they went to hear somewhere that you don't need those things you just need to trust the Holy Spirit you just need to do this thing please when before the fire will come Elijah set in this he put in he told the people set the stones around put the wood inside pour water the Holy Spirit didn't come and do that one before the fire came so we set structures in our life for fire to come so there are disciplines I need I, I can set there are things that we can do around us so I go to uh, Bible. Uh, this New Version. There are so many Bible plans there. Set them. Make sure they are they are reminders. Are we okay with that? Okay. There are prayer times, and then one of the things that we need to do is that do not forsake the, the gathering of the saints. It is one of the things that you see when we, there, there are simple Bible truth that we don't want to follow, and we want to hear strange things. You won't be like. Everybody is going after the mystery of keeping the fire on the altar. The mystery of, you know, get up this midnight time, do your leg like this. Those are the things, but they are very simple things. Forsake not the gathering of the saints. Do you understand, okay? Very good. Uh, 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 uh. Another one is just bad company, corrupt good character. So, there are friends that I watch Champions League with. You know, and that is time, that is when Time for prayer comes so if these friends are always the time that I want to pray that's the time they come there I have to find a way of cutting them off so there are practical things that we need to do to keep the fire of God are we okay with that so set in plans the prayer time get alarm clock get do those things we don't 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 wait They say, oh Holy Spirit and angels somewhere will come and they whisper into my, my ears son get up it is 1 a.m no and that is what so many people are refusing to do simple christian disciplines simple christian disciplines thank you
2: there's no question wow then probably is online. Online plenty. it says that hmm, if you have a lot of men or boys coming to you Telling you, telling you, they like you, they are in love with you, and all that. They are constantly disturbing you. What do you do, and how do you talk to them about it calmly to keep their friendship?
1: Tell God to direct their attention to other girls.
2: Fantastic. Quick one. I'm going to What do you do? First of
1: all, build a personal principle. Find out from God, and and please. Don't don't discount sp- your prayer life and talking to God about anything that you are not comfortable. Ever, be like a baby. Ask God any question. You understand me? Sometimes, sometimes, like you're saying, they are disturbing. So it's becoming a distraction. Why is that? Everybody, everybody, you will have people like, that attract you. Uh, Be it male or female, okay? You are a male. Girls, in this modern generation, the girls are becoming bold. They will shoot their shot, Which is fine, okay? But when you have, in a day, 20 girls coming to you, there is something wrong. As a lady, no matter how beautiful you are, if in a month, 50 guys are on you, in your DM, there's problem. I had a friend many years ago. One day she passed by me and God said, pray for this one. I didn't hear the full information. She went away and came back and said that she was on the street when a man, a taxi driver stopped and said, so, wow. mask people There are spiritual things. I don't discount them. But I'm saying that when you are prayerful, these things will not stay on you. Do you understand me? There are, when you are prayerful and you are asking your questions, there are some things. There are, I don't discount family patterns. Do you understand me? They, they are there. They are demonic op- operations, orchestrations. Okay, pray, find out. Father, why are men disturbing me? There are many beautiful ladies. I've had uh, uh, people come to me. In the whole year, not even a single man. There is somebody, when she was age 30, she came to cry in my office. That from age 20 up to that time, she was 30. She thought she would marry at 25. Not a single man. <laughs> not a single man. I said, hey, you, you are beautiful. I want, can you be my girlfriend? That one, too, is a problem. Then, you, every month, not less than 20. That one, too, is a problem. So, you pray. And these things, please, that's why in KCF and things, we have shepherds. And if you are a student shepherd, that matter is above your pay grade. When your sheep comes to tell you this, don't try to handle it. Do you hear me? Go to your superior. Let it come to the ministers. Oh, this is what I'm facing. We will help you. Do you hear me? Because there are some things, this kind. Sons of Sceva experience will come inside. Trust me, there are certain demonic entities above your pay grade. I'm not lying to you. I'm not putting fear in you. Demons are nothing, but there are demons called principalities. There are demons called wicked rulers. And they are more subtle than your two by four scriptures you know. Do you understand me? They can mess you up. I know, a man, I watch a man of God who went to do deliverance from for a prostitute. From that day, he sleeps with everybody that he prays for. He touched something that is bigger. I saw another one, okay? He is he, a man of God. He is powerful, all right. But not everybody has been given the ministry of laying hands on people in the crowd. He was doing that, and then one agent who had come to the church that day challenged him. He paralyzed in front of his church members. I'm not saying, I'm not saying this to put you but I'm saying that no grow and no as you are growing. Some things, an issue came to me. Somebody told me something about her ways and things. As soon as they told me, you know, I called my spiritual father. I said, daddy, this is what is happening. This is the, what the issue tell me. But when I'm, when I look at it, I need your help. Then he said, Okay, let's go to the person's shop. Reverend Drew knows the person. When we got there, when we got to the shop, my father in the Lord didn't want to get down. Then, after like five minutes, you remember, he got down. And then we went to pray over the place. When we when we returned, we got home. He called me and said, The angel, as soon as he got to me, he said that the angel parted and said, An angel. Then he said, when we got there, you saw that I was sitting in the car. I don't want to say yes, he said, I saw dogs I've never seen before in the realms of the spirit. He said they were thick tall like this. Plain tea in the shop, standing there backing. Then he asked, well, Father, what one is this now? So he had to pray and pray and receive and release in his spirit before he would get down. Now he knows that he has heaven's backing. And whatever was happening, it was a serious thing. It was averted. Do you understand me so it's not everything that you should just go and touch sometimes when people come and tell you their problem they trust you you can pray but it's not your battle hand it over to your superior don't try and show your crutchy powers because some of the things it's not today you see the repercussions tomorrow in your marriage in your career do you hear me finally there was a, a, a case in KCF where I asked a particular assistant prayer leader to step aside, to, to not pray for anybody or do anything because I saw an attack coming because of who he had gone to pray for and some things he had gone to do. And I knew that if he was there, that the, the, the thing would hit the entire fellowship and destroy many things. He got angry and he left. And then somebody that used to, I was also giving access to him, went to stand in front of them. and it's because I don't like the guy. That's why I did that. So it created offense. A lot of the prayer leaders of the time left the ministry. Left case fellowship. Then in two months, in two months, the thing happened to the guy. What I was talking about happened to the guy. Up to today, he has not recovered. Then one day he met me and I told him that, let me tell you something. What? a father figure will see when he's lying down climb mount everest you won't see it when a man of god gives you instructions in righteousness don't joke with it it's 5 30. we will the prayer eh? we'll do it tomorrow we'll do it tomorrow because this evening we have to come a bit earlier uh, i said was seven seven thirty one hour before he takes over. Okay. So that we want him to take over at 830. Okay. So 730 please. So we don't have a lot of time. So I want to disperse you go and relax Eat fast 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 go and relax and come back. Do you understand me? Tomorrow we'll pray prayers. Tomorrow I'm taking the morning session. So um, we'll pray and deal with some things. Okay. And then I will leave one hour at the tail end to answer some of the questions. At least, no, within some that we can take, okay, and then we'll see, all right? God bless you. Have you enjoyed the session? God bless you so much.
15: Thank you for listening to this message.
0: If you were blessed by this, share it with someone and be an agent of impactful change for the kingdom of God. God bless you.